Screamer, and welcome to Scream Stream, where every week I review the best and the worst of streaming horror with no spoilers. I'm your host, James Gass, and welcome back to the show. Uh, thank you for joining me again this week. I have a pretty good show lined up for you. Uh, the way I'm going to do it this time is I'm going to do the review. After that, I have a shit list. And then I have uh, some feedback and a few other things uh, that I want to talk about. So on this episode, I'm going to be reviewing uh, the Banshee chapter. And the Banshee chapter is a 2013 film, uh, which I recently watched on Netflix. It currently has a 5.5 on IMDb. And for a brief plot synopsis, journalist Anne Rowland explores the disturbing weeks behind her friend's sudden disappearance, an ominous government research chemical, and a disturbing radio broadcast of unknown origin. Lots of disturbing stuff there. <laughs> so let me start off with the acting in this film. Uh, the actors, uh, the only one I recognize is Ted Levine. Uh, you may recognize him as Buffalo Bill from uh, Silence of the Lambs and also as Rusty Nail from Joyride. He didn't actually appear in that film. He was just the voice. Uh, also stars Katia Winter as Anne Rowland. And uh, Michael McMillan as Anne Rowland's friend. Uh, and there are a couple other actors in here that I, I have no idea who they are. Uh, most of them did a pretty good job, with the exception of Vivian Nesbitt, who was Anne's, uh, I don't know if she was her boss or colleague or just co-worker, uh, but she didn't do a very good job. <laughs> she was just very flat, uh, unemotional. Just kind of, I don't know, I want to say uh, just a mediocre act actress or, well, I don't know if she's always like that. But in this film, she's kind of mediocre. Uh, it wasn't very good. Uh, as far as the look of the film, generally speaking, uh, it looked pretty good. I mean, it was dark and gritty. But my one issue is that there was a lot of noise in the film. Uh if you take like a, a any digital video camera and uh, shoot in very low light, you'll see a lot of grain, a lot of noise. It looks like they had the ISO cranked way up, which uh, just made that noise horrible. And some in some parts, it was it was really hard to watch. Not to mention the shakiness of the camera. Man, it was it was really bad. A lot of shaking going on. <laughs> not in a good way. I, th I thought they could have at least used like a, a monopod in some of the scenes. Uh, Cause it, it just got really bad. Uh, with that said, uh, what they did was they kind of combined um, found footage and uh, cinematic styles. And I think it worked fairly well in the film. Uh, it was interesting the way they intertwined the two styles, uh, brought them together. Uh, I, I think it kind of worked, uh, especially the way uh, they worked it out in editing. Uh, it was almost seamless. So I think in that regard, it, it was, it was well done, well edited, but I mean, the overall look was pretty good. As for the story, the story is like the best part of this movie. Uh, with taking in consideration of the one bad actress and the noise and the shakiness, all that is 
I mean, can be overlooked because the story is just really cool. Uh, what they did was they combined fact and fiction using uh, MK Ultra as the backdrop for the uh, overall story. And if you don't know what MK Ultra is, that was the uh, where the uh, government had secretly tested like mind control drugs and stuff on uh, the U.S. population without their knowledge. Uh, it was a pretty big deal, and they finally uh, declassified all that stuff. Uh, and that's what MK Ultra was, and it kind of used that as a backdrop to bring in some of the creepiness uh, into the film. Now I don't know if these were like monsters or aliens, so. I, I can't really tell, but it was pretty darn cool. And they also kind of threw in some Lovecraft in there as well, uh, specifically the beyond, uh, which they did actually make reference to. Uh, now, as far as like the characters go, the two main characters played by uh, Katia winter and Levine were actually interesting characters. Uh, Anne Rollins, uh, character, uh, this journalist, inquisitive journalist, not like the stereotypical kind of goofy kind of journalist that you see in a lot of movies. Uh, she was a very serious kind of person, uh, really went after what she was looking for. And Levine played Thomas Blackburn, which was a character kind of loosely based. Well, I don't want to say loosely, but... I think his character was pretty well based on uh, Hunter S. Thompson, uh, the writer. If you don't know Hunter S. Thompson, uh, go look him up. He's written some bizarre stuff, but really, really cool. And the film was also pretty darn creepy. Uh, there was like a couple of really good jump scares in there. Uh, but overall, you stayed pretty much creeped out through the, through the entire thing. It was really well done. I thoroughly enjoyed this film, and I think I would highly recommend it uh, for you to go check out. It is currently on Netflix. Uh, now, 5.5 on IMDb, I think, is low. For my rating, I'm going to give this one a solid B. I think it's well worth it. As far as, like, if I was going to rate this on IMDb, I would give it at least a 6. I think it deserves at least that much. But, yeah, I, I, overall, it's a really good movie. So go check it out. It is currently on Netflix. All right. So I did have a chance to watch uh, a few other horror movies this week, uh, which pretty much made up my shit list uh, for the week. I was looking around on Amazon Prime, um, trying to get a feel for what they had and, and go through some of the stuff on my watch list. And one of those films was Severed. Now, Severed came out in... Uh, 2005, uh, but it looked like it was from like the late 90s, and I don't know why, but for some reason on uh, when I was watching this on Amazon Prime, there's like this weird frame rate problem, like it, it stuttered the whole way through while I was watching it, and uh, it, it, I don't know, it could be something wrong with the frame rate, the way it translated to uh, streaming, I don't know, it could be a number of things. Uh, at first I was kind of getting into it. Um, acting seemed to be okay. And then it kind of went downhill. Uh, <laughs> they brought in the main character who was not a very good actor at all. And then when you see the first zombie, uh, the zombies are painted green. They are literally green zombies. And it looked like. Uh, it looked really bad. I mean, this is like 
Day of the Dead, like er, the first Day of the Dead style zombie makeup here. It was just atrocious uh, and just cheesy and goofy. And I gave up at that point. I think I got maybe 25 minutes into it, maybe 30 minutes. It was just bad. It's got a 4.7 on IMDb. Uh, I think that rating might be a little high. I would probably give it like a two and a half or a three. Just a, a horrible film. And I would avoid it, avoid it at all costs. Uh, second up on the shit list is Trucks. Now, this is a film based on the Stephen King short story. And back in the 80s, we had a movie uh, based on that called Maximum Overdrive. This is a very poorly done version of Maximum Overdrive. Uh, it it started off about the same way. Uh, the only thing it was missing was the truck with the big alien face on it. It was like a TV movie, I think, made for TV, and I think it came out in like '97. Uh, I gave it a shot, and and uh, it was it missed. <laughs> Lastly on my shit list is House of Seven Corpses. Now, this was an older film. So I've been watching some classic films here lately, like going way back to like the 70s and 60s. And this one was from uh, 74. And it has a 3.8 on IMDb. I think that's about right. It just took so long for anything scary to even remotely happen. Uh, is a little over halfway through the film before we saw anything scary. It was kind of like an unnecessarily drawn out episode of the night gallery. And I think uh, one of the reviewers said the same thing and I have to agree with that. That's pretty much what it was. Uh, so yeah, it could have been a good episode of the night gallery, but as a film, just nope, it fell through. And that is the shit list for this week. All right, so on to some feedback. Uh, Robert Stover, uh, who you may remember, sent me some feedback a couple of weeks ago. Uh, well, he said he was finally catching up on all the episodes, uh, going back and listening from um, episode one. And I encourage you to do the same thing if you haven't done so. I mean, if you well, if you have the time, I guess. <laughs> but he listened to episode 18, which was my double feature. And in there, I reviewed the film Martyrs, which was a French horror film. I didn't like it. I thought it was terrible. Couldn't stand it. Uh, but he has a different opinion. Uh, he says, uh, you really, really missed it on Martyrs. I'm a huge horror fan, and this is one of my all-time favorites. Great story, fast-moving, terrific acting, great cinematography, and a rare thing. Something to think about. Uh, and he provided me a list with a bunch of... Uh, well-known horror review uh, websites. And for the most part, they gave the film like fantastic reviews, like four out of five and nine and eights out of tens. But uh, he and I sort of come to the same conclusion. Uh, tastes do differ between people, um, different strokes for different folks. But he does say, uh, but I fear your I don't recommend this for anyone will put some people off from what most other people, myself included, consider a culture classic. Uh, he still loves the show. He's <laughs> going to remain a loyal, loyal Patreon supporter. So thanks, Robert. Appreciate that. Uh, yeah, tastes do different differ uh, from film from person to person uh, regarding horror films. Uh, there's a lot of films that I love that other people just really hate and, and vice versa. So yeah, it does really all depend on your tastes. I mean, if you like that sort of thing, 
uh, yeah, go go check it out. Uh, I will retract my my previous statement of I don't recommend this for anyone. <laughs> so if you're into that sort of thing and you like foreign films, uh, go watch it. Hey, let me know what you think. Uh, you can send me an email, screamstreamcast at gmail.com, or you can go to the website, uh, screampod.weebly.com, and uh, set, make, make a comment on the show. Or uh, click on contact, and you can send me an email that way. Uh, if you're on Twitter, you can tweet me and uh, include the hashtag ScreenPod, and I'll see those. And uh, I'll read your comment on the uh, on the show. If you don't want me to, want me to read your feedback, uh, please let me know in the email. Otherwise, I'm just going to read it. Yeah, if you watch the film Martyrs, let me know what you think, and uh, uh, I'll read that on the show. All right, so before I go any further, I do want to remind you that uh, ScreamStream is listener-supported, and you can support the, th- the show through Patreon, and that's patreon.com slash ScreamStream, and Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com. You can sign up for like a buck a month, or you can sign up for as much as you want, really. Uh, but if you give a dollar at least, you'll get access to the uh, Patreon-only uh, feed where I will post uh, some extra content and some other things like that, what's going on with the show, what I'm up to, um, upcoming things. Um, And you can also, I have a new way to uh, contribute to the show. If you don't want to do like the monthly thing, uh, some folks don't. If you don't want to do that through Patreon, uh, what you can do is I set up an account through uh, Square Cash. And if you go to cash.me, forward slash dollar sign screen pod. I know it's a, it's a long one. I'll put it in the show notes. Uh, you can send, uh, you can make a donation donation directly to me through square cash. Uh, that is, uh, secure. I've used, um, squares products in the past and I, I do trust them. So if you want to do a one-time do- donation that way, that will be helpful as well. Uh, my goal for the next two months is to raise at least $50. Uh, so I can upgrade the Weebly site so I don't have to use the Weebly.com. I can just use the uh, custom domain domain name that I have. And they don't let you do like monthly payments. You have to pay for an entire year in advance and it's like 50 bucks. So, so that is the goal. If you would um, be so gracious as to help me reach that goal, uh, you'll be awesome. So I've been trying to keep up with uh, what's coming up in horror films. Uh, new releases coming up, and I saw that they are releasing another Paranormal Activity film. This will be number six, I think. Uh, and I, I just have to question why, who, or wh- whose idea was it, or who thought it was a good idea to do another Paranormal Activity movie? Uh, <laughs> this time with a whole new family and a whole new location, because somebody bought a door with a sign on it. I just... <sighs> I don't know. I'm kind of over found footage right now. I see a lot more found footage films popping up. Uh, I, I mean, I like found footage films, but they're kind of gotten tired and I'm tired of watching them. I'm tired of seeing them. And I think what I'm going to do is from now on, uh, on this show, I will never review another found footage film ever. Uh, cause I'm just bored with them. Um, and I don't, I don't know why they decided to do another paranormal activity. Uh, I think that one's kind of done. Another interesting trailer I saw was called Magi. And this is a horror film starring Stephen Baldwin, 
which I think is kind of odd considering that uh, he's gone all uber Christian now and he's on all the uh, Christian channels and all that stuff. I just think it's a little odd that he's in an R-rated horror film and it looks pretty gory. It looks good though, uh, but I just, I don't know, something doesn't sit right with me there. Mm, I'm kind of thinking there's an ulterior motive behind this film. I'm kind of I'm like, it's like I'm halfway expecting at the end to do to, for him to have like a public service announcement about going to church or something. <laughs> so I, I thought that was a little bizarre. Uh, also, I saw the, uh, I finally saw a trailer for Maggie, which is uh, Schwarzenegger's zombie film. Now this one looks actually pretty interesting. Uh, it looks like it's set in a time where there's a vaccine for zombieism. Or not a vaccine, but like zombies have been around for a while and now they're quarantining people, trying to control it. And his daughter is infected or something like that. And he's trying to protect her. It's real. I don't know. It looks kind of weird, but um, I am interested to see that film, especially to see horror, uh, Schwarzenegger back in, back in the uh, realm of horror. Uh, well, I, I have to say end of days wasn't all that great. <laughs> It was like he was doing an impersonation of himself, but I mean, you know, predator, hopefully it's, it's as good as that. I hope we can only hope one never knows again with found footage. There's unfriended, uh, which looks horrible. It looks like the entire thing is like, you're looking at a computer screen. Uh, I have no intentions of watching that one. Uh, poltergeist is coming out soon. The remake, uh, that looks pretty good. Uh, I'm not really a big fan of remakes with the exception of a handful of them, but the Poltergeist remake does look pretty interesting. Uh, and then I also saw the, um, the trailers for insidious chapter three. I'm excited for that as well as another one. I haven't seen or heard of called the Vatican tapes. That looks pretty good. Uh, it looks like it's not found footage. Thankfully the title would, uh, make it, a, uh, seem that way. But it looks like it's an actual cinematic style of film. It's sad that we have to say cinematic style now because of the whole found footage style. That's sad to me. And then also, um, Dead Rising was released as a Crackle exclusive. And if you're into video games, you might remember uh, the video game Dead Rising from PS2. Uh, well, they turn it into a film and it's just now been released on Crackle as an exclusive. So it is free to watch. Uh, and I think I'm going to be reviewing that next week on the show. Uh, I have um, some kind of high expectations for that. Uh, with all the hype that I've seen surrounded by it, yeah, I have high hopes for it. So I'll watch it and, uh, next week. That's what I'm going to be reviewing. So if you haven't seen it yet, please go out and watch it so you'll be ready for next week's episode. And then uh, we'll compare notes <laughs> somehow. Some way we'll compare some notes. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Scream Stream. I think I've taken up enough of your time. Uh, but before I let you go, I want to let you know that you can follow me on Twitter at James Gas. I'm also starting to use the uh, Scream Stream Twitter account a little more. Scream underscore stream. If you want to go follow me there, that's cool. Uh, I'm also on Facebook. Oh, and I've created a Facebook group. So if you go to facebook.com slash groups slash screen pod, you can join the group. We can all conversate about horror films or anything fantastic or paranormal. 
paranormal news. I've got some friends who are into that stuff. So uh, please come join the group and uh, uh, continue the conversation there on Facebook. And also remember, you can find the show in iTunes, Stitchers, uh, Pocket Casts, uh, TuneIn Radio, all those different places. Subscribe to the show. And if you would be so kind to do so, leave a review in one of those places, wherever you listen to it. Please leave a review. That also helps out with the show, and it helps with other folks discovering the show, and it makes what I do worthwhile. So until next week, I'm James Gass saying, if it was real, the cameraman would be dead too. Good night.